Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 50 of State of the Game, the golf podcast that talks about stuff that matters. I'm Rod Murray, and as professional golf lurches towards the two-week break that masquerades as an off-season, the game's <laughs> biggest talking point is Tiger's return and the seemingly double-digit handicap short game he has brought back with him. We're jumping in on that topic today, as well as plenty of others with a very special guest, Hank Haney. Hank will join us in just a moment. But before we hear from him, let me bring in my co-host, as always from the US, blogger, critic, author, background giggler, Jeff Shackelford. Shack, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm trying not to giggle because we've all had these issues in the game. It's just so bizarre to see one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, playing like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. At times. It's kind of depressing. It's, it's funny at first, but depressing not long after that when you yeah. peek into the future. From here in Australia, recently returned from a trip to that golf paradise that is Barn Boogle Dunes in Tassie, co-designer of the first course there, amongst a portfolio of other highly regarded works, not to mention a successful playing career, Mike Clayton. Clayton, how was Barn Boogle? And I'm betting your answer is going to be, it's always good. Uh, it was Well, the weather was, well, you, I hesitate to say perfect because there was no wind, so... Uh-huh. It always needs a bit of wind there, although it did get up the, the second afternoon a little bit, but no, it was terrific. So three of us went down there and played. I uh, wore well, hugging out. He gave up. He only played 27 the first day, but we did uh, – the, the, the two of us did – the other kid I was with and I did 75 holes in two days, so we wore ourselves out as well. Who, who was he? Was, that, was it Ruffles? Was it Ryan? Did he go no, 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 he couldn't come. His mum made him go to school, which is <laughs> – Oh, what a waste. <laughs> it was pathetic. So no, it, was a, it was a kid called Lucas Michelle, who's the club champion. Ah, we met him at uh, Metro. Lovely. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, a lovely bloke. Also from the US, a man who needs little introduction in golf circles. He's the host of his own radio show on the Sirius XM network in the US. I believe it's up to four days a week. It's been hugely successful. He also, of course, is the former coach to Tiger Woods. We can't wait to chat to him today. Hank Haney, a huge welcome to you and thank you for taking some time to talk to us. It's my pleasure. Anytime. I'm glad to be on with you guys. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Well, let's hope so. And you, I know that you know both Jeff and Clate, so uh, you know what they're like. So, yes, we'll, uh, we'll be having a rambling chat, just like having dinner with Clates, as I said to you earlier. Hank, uh, we sort of ummed and ahmed about whether we should start with Tiger's chipping problems and your thoughts on that, but I think it's kind of newsworthy, and everybody's talking about it. I'm sure everybody's talking to you about it. Can you give me a little thumbnail sketch of your thoughts first up on what we saw unfold over the weekend there? Well, that wasn't too good. I mean, you know, I was watching Brando Chambly on the Golf Channel, and he said it was the worst exhibition he'd ever seen by a professional golfer in any tournament anywhere in the world. And uh, then, you know, they asked Aaron Oberharsler, and he said, uh, you know, well, that might be a little harsh. And then, then Brando <laughs> immediately said to him, he said, well, tell me something you've seen worse. And he, he said, well, actually, I can't. He said, it, it probably is the worst I've ever seen. And he included all his, uh, you know, people that he knew that that had had the yips. And he said, but I've never seen them do that bad. So it wasn't it wasn't good Uh, coming out of Tiger, especially on that golf course. I mean, I understand, you know, and those are hard shots. I've played out worth lots and lots of times and it's hard. I mean, that grain is so tough and it's running so much into you, especially on those holes where he was having trouble. But uh, I've never seen him do that. I've played with them out there. I've played with them out there a hundred times. I've never seen them do that. Which I suppose begs the question, Hank, is what is it? Is it a technique thing? Is it a mental thing? I mean, I appreciate their hard shots, but there were, uh, what, 17 other players in the field. I don't recall seeing any of them do it, particularly nine times. I mean, this could be quite serious for Tiger, could it not? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, actually, they, they did do it. I mean, there was other players that, that, that had this problem. I mean, uh you know, uh, Jim McLean, you know, uh, tweeted that it was a, this is a you know a, a epidemic that's going around the the world. This uh, the, these uh, chunking these short shots and and having so much trouble with chip and so everybody did struggle, but nobody struggled, uh, you know, ten times with it. That was that was uh, too much. But you know, Tiger blames it on technique. But what what's he going to say really? Mm. I mean, I mean, what what's he going to say? You know, I, oh, I, I you know I. I hit a bad first one, and then it got in my head. I mean, of course he's going to say uh, it was his technique. There's nothing else he could say. And, uh, you know, you go and you try and practice and see if you can, can work it out. But, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, every time he, he stands over a, a, a tight pitch shot, I think everybody in the, you know, golf community and everybody who's a golf observer and, uh, 
you know, uh, expert or, or, you know, want to be expert. I mean, they're all going to look and say, you know, is, is he going to chunk this one? And well, what a, what a, he, he of course has played his entire career under unbelievable scrutiny, Hank, and you got a taste of that when you're his coach, the scrutiny turns to you as well. That I would think makes it doubly difficult. It's harder for him to just go away and work this out quietly, isn't it? I mean, everything he does, every shot he plays is always going to be on camera. And as you say, the whole world's going to hold its breath every time he stands over a chip shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, hey, 10 10 chunks in one tournament. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty amazing. But you know, your perception was nobody else did it because, you know, they're showing Tiger mm. shooting every single shot. So clearly other players did this, but, you know, maybe they, they did it once or twice, you know, max, uh, you know, not, not 10 times, but, but there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, everybody is looking at Tiger and, um, you know, this was his first term at back, so they were really looking at Tiger. Mm. And he said he didn't have any problem in the practice in the in the in the practice rounds. And you know, now now that I go back and think about it, I mean, I, I spent probably you know fifty days a year at Isleworth with Tiger, you know, for for six years. I mean, I, I'm it's more like it's it's more like three to four hundred times I've played that course with him, and I never saw him hit one of those shots. I suppose it. The, the long-term prognosis then, Hank, um, but how does he fix it? Can he fix it? Well, he's got he's to come with some kind of technique change and then, uh, and, and then from that draw some confidence from that. You know, okay, it, it, was, it was just this. I was just doing this wrong and, and now I've got it figured out and, and, and now I'm, I'm better and, and, you know, hope it doesn't happen again. But the problem with this issue and, you know, we, we've all seen it many times this is you know once it happens it starts happening again and then you know it it does get in your mind and even you know his his you know best friend and and uh his his uh you know a teacher picker uh nota begay uh you know even he said it was uh it was you know getting in his mind a little bit it's it looked like so it's it's uh you know, it's potentially an issue. I mean, if you can't chip the ball on the green, you know, and he followed those chunks with a, you know, a couple blades across the green too. So, I mean, these, this was not a good short game exhibition. And you just can't throw shots away. You can't two chip. Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, you can't, you know, I, always, I say there's three keys to golf. I mean, you, you, you got to eliminate your two chips, two chips, two pitches, two sand shots. He also left a sand shot in the bunker. Um, and then you have to eliminate your penalty strokes. He had four of those, and you have to eliminate your three putts. He had two of those. So you add up all that. You add up that that mess right there, and uh, it's it's 16 shots, and that would have put him in second place in the tournament. Now, I still would have lost by 10 shots to Jordan Spieth, but uh, that's, that's, you know, you just can't throw shots away. I don't care how good you are, and then there's, you know, Tiger's incredible, but you can't throw shots away and, and be competitive and win, you know, especially winning tournaments, winning majors, you know, let's, you know, I mean, obviously everybody's pointing to Augusta. Mm. If you got a problem with your pitching, that's the last place in the world mm. you want to be playing. Yeah. It, it, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, rye, rye grass that's, you know, moist with, you know, and it looks great on TV, but there's just not much underneath it. Um, you know, that, that's gonna, that's gonna be a, a, a really, that's going to be a really tough test for the short game. Uh, you know, he's going to have to get get a. He's going to have to be pretty flawless throughout the beginning of the year uh, to feel confident at Augusta. If, if he's got any sign of this throughout the beginning of the year, uh, Augusta, you know, is, is going to be a tough place to go to with that kind of problem. Yeah, l- luckily he's got four months to hear about it from the world before he gets there too, <clears> so that must be comforting <laughs> for him. Yeah. Shaq, you were suggesting before we uh, before we started recording, you, you think this is not a new thing. You think Tiger's been struggling with this for a while. Well, I watched it in person at Torrey Pines. He did it the last day it started. Uh, I think there were three of them the last day there. He did it a couple times at Valhalla, and those were lies that were not grainy they were cool season grasses um you know and there were several shots at isleworth that were were from rough areas now it's sort of that uh strange bermuda where it's kind of clumpy so some of them might have been sitting down but i mean one of them was an uphill lie you just on saturday you could you just knew it was coming and uh uh yeah and i technique wise i've seen it for a while with him and i see this with a lot of 
young players. This is why I'd be curious what what Hank thinks of this. But I, I see somebody like Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Phil Mickelson. They they use their hands more with these shots. They they just look like they use more feel. And I see so many of these guys trying to keep this this imaginary V, and they take it kind of inside and. I mean, you watch old players, and they used to take it way outside and be more handsy to hit these little high flop shots. Maybe it was the clubs they had to do it. But, I mean, Hank, uh, you said Jim McClain says there's a worldwide epidemic. And I agree. I mean, I watch tour cal- caliber players who are just – they're just not that great around the greens compared to guys you can go watch on the Champions Tour even. And uh, do you think this is a – a product of this of instruction of of trying to mimic the golf swing with your short game. Uh, you know, I, I think it's more a product of the fact that the the fairways are being cut so tight now. Uh, that's that's the biggest issue that I see. I mean, when you, you it's just the lies around the greens are just so difficult. Uh, mm. it, the fairways just gotten lower and lower and lower. And it's just really, really, you know, you've got to be precise with the bottom of your swing. Now, you know, mirroring your, your you know, full swing is, is kind of a, I don't understand that concept really. Uh, you, you know, every, when people swing a certain way, that swing tends to be reflected in their short game, even in their putting. I mean, in other words, if you take your driver too much to the inside, you're probably going to take your wedge and your putter too much to the inside too. Mm. But it doesn't mean you have to. There's no rule that says you have to short game it just like you full swing it. Um, so when you're talking about you know swinging it outside more, and that's a good point, but the more you swing out to in, the more that moves the bottom of the swing forward. So you're less likely to hit behind it. The tighter the lie, the less the room for air. So you, you, you've got to hit right, right on the ball. Um, and I, you know, I agree with your, your, your concept and your thought of, of, of being a little more handsy because what you're doing there is you're kind of throwing the club past your hands and you're adding some bounce to the club. We heard everybody talking about that this week. Uh, when you, when you kind of hinge it and you, and you hold it and let V you're talking about and you do that, the leading edge is coming straight into the ball. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm concerned about what Tiger did. I'd be more concerned if he, if he, was doing it with different techniques he Mm. he seemingly just stubbornly or whatever just kept hitting the same shot over and over and he never one time tried to do anything different no i mean i mean at some point like even uh you know i was watching and on on 13 yesterday well you know brando assembly pointed well that you know this this is uh you know, a different shot. He he can go with a little lob here, and he should be he should be okay. And sure enough, he came back with the exact same technique, the exact same shot, and he chunked chunked uh, you know two of them, and then stabbed the next one right over the green. Uh, you know, but but I think I think you know playing a different shot would have been in order. I mean, something more handsy, like you're saying, something more of a lob shot. But uh, you know, I mean. He is Tiger Woods, so you kind of you kind of do think you know that he'll figure it out. But you bring up a good point there, Jeff. This isn't just something that just started. I'll tell you when this just started. I was I never saw him ever hit one of these shots, okay, ever. And then in in 2009, because he would he would practice every day. We were at Isleworth. He'd practice for a short game an hour before we start hitting balls. I never wow. saw him hit one chunk ever, ever. And then and then like in in. Uh, you know, in 2009, 2009, it was, you know, he'd be out there practicing, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he'd chunk a couple. Now, when I say a couple, I mean, he might chunk one a week, you know, but, but it caught my eye because I'd never seen it before. Because I, I, I have that problem, and I always admired that he just always had the bottom just perfect yeah. on the ball, but all of a sudden, he'd hit a couple of them. And you know they were just just a couple. I mean, it might be five in the year while he was practicing. But I but I said you know when you've never hit one in five years, and all yeah. of a sudden you hit five in a year, it kind of catches your eye. Uh, then you know he had that shot at the Ryder Cup, the other mm. one where we had the other famous uh, you know uh, chip shot from Hunter Mayhem. But remember when Tiger was to the right of the green, mm. or he was you know, and it was it was a muddy lie and everything else. I think it was like maybe even the 18th hole. And he, he chunked that one right in front of him. So this is a not this is something, you know, and you pointed out the, the, the times that happened last year, but this is something that has been happening. 
This isn't. This didn't just come out of nowhere. Now, now ten of them kind of came out of nowhere, but but uh, it's been happening. This is not mm. like oh, how do you know? This is the first time this has ever happened. That's not really true. Mm. Hank, did you work with Tiger on his short game? It always seems from the outside that that was just sort of the part of the game that he just took care of himself. Did you work <laughs> with him on his short game? Well, or? I. I mean, I, I, you know, this is a sore subject because I don't, I don't get a lot of, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm a little sensitive to, the, to my lack of credit for anything, okay? But I would like to point out that in 2008 and 2009, he was number one on the tour in scrambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? So I'd just like to point that out for the record. And, that, and, uh, and you know, last year he's 156th and, and, uh, and, and, with his last term, and he had he, he had uh, ten two chips. So, um, yeah, obviously, I worked with everything. Uh, but what I mostly did was I looked at Tiger's short game, and I I said, you know, you know, this is what you're doing, and and this is what you usually do. Um, right. There was some, you know, I felt like the real place that I helped him improve was with the sand game. He was real upright and real open with the club face. I got that more on plane and he did better with the sand shots. But it took me four or five years to convince him of that. It wasn't until the last year I helped him that he really improved. If you look at the statistics with the sand game, because I just couldn't get him to, to even try it. With the short game, you know, he was always pretty good. The one thing, you know, if he, if he took it inside and shut the face down too much. In other words, the back of his right wrist, that's when he would have a little problem. So I'd always tell him to try and feel like that right wrist is more open. That would keep the club in front of him a little more outside, if you will. And then and then he could lead in with the bounce of the club. And that was kind of the the one thing that uh that that I, you know, I would watch on the on the pitching. Uh, but you know, he's he's using a totally different technique now. This this you know, V that Jeff was talking about, that's a good observation. And, you know, it just, it's, it's, I don't understand. It, it, it does look that look, that part of his game looks very mechanical. It doesn't yeah. look, you know, like he's, he's really using his hands like he used to. I, I, I'm not yeah. sure why he would change that technique. He was number one just, in scrambling. I mean, why is he change? Yeah. Mm. He's number one. And why do you change your technique? There's no rule that says you have to just because you changed your swing. Well, he used to, in practice rounds, just drop balls around greens, and you'd see those little handsy flip shots. He could hit the shot like Phil hits it, you know, up to the moon, and yeah. and you just don't see him. You don't sense he has that ability to hit that shot anymore, which is which is kind of surreal. No, even if it wasn't the shot that, that maybe he would visualize or the shot that he called for or the shot that he, you know, liked to see or whatever – you would think, you know, after a couple of those chunks, you think, you know what, I'm I'm flopping this thing. Maybe it's maybe it's not exactly the place for a, a flop shot, but I'm I'm flopping this thing to get the the bounce of the club, you know, in the back of the ball a little bit. I'm not going with the same, you know. He keep kept playing that kind of low driving shot, but it was with a a, a face that was turned down too much, and the leading edge is just chunking in the ground. You know, it's it's you know it's hard. It's just it's it's hard for me to watch, to be honest with you. I don't think you're alone there, Hank. I think all of us find it a bit disturbing. Clay, you've played the game all your life. Have you ever heard the or had your short game dissected like this? And what was? How did you learn the short game as a player? Well, in Australia, we all played off short grass, so we all learned to. Everyone chipped. Terry Gale was the best short game exponent in Australia at the time. We all had the ball back in our stance with a lot of shaft lean and sort of played the shot Tiger was trying to play in. I think Dale Lynch, who coached Ogilvy and Badley early on, and a bunch of guys, was the first to talk about using the bounce and getting the shaft more level. But, I mean, the worst I ever saw was Peter Senior, who was a tremendous player. In 1984, he had the worst case of the chipping hips. I mean, way worse than Tiger. He was, you know, he was horrific. He would, he would putt from everywhere, like, like the Tim Clark sort of syndrome. And he went cross-handed, and he solved it in a day. He, he just started chipping cross-handed, and he was fine. And he chipped cross-handed for years. I mean, he's not so bad now, but... Lots of guys who grew up in Queensland with the lies that terrible around the greens. Aussie Moore, Grady, better senior, they all finished up yipping it with the chips. Because I think they all had it back in their stance. They took it back inside and shut. That's the, that always seemed to be the problem. But more interesting, Hank, is um, the driver yips. How did you think Tiger's full swing was last week and how he handled the driver, apart from that horrendous shot out of bounds on the first tee, which is 
We've come to well, expect the tiger, haven't we? The, the tur- a tur- well, that one was see? that one was a little excusable. I mean, he had a camera go off right before he was going to pull yeah, the trigger. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, really. I watched him play. I watched him play. Whole, I watched him play that hole three hundred times, and he hits driver two hundred ninety nine times straight down there, fifty yards from the green, short of that bunker. And one time he hits it over in the right rough. And, you know, it's not, that wasn't the worst shot in the world, though. I would say that because, I mean, it is a pretty – it's a big dog leg. It, it probably – I didn't see the – you know, I wasn't there. But you can you can just run out of room over there. And then it does if – you, if you carry that bunker, it, it's going to kick straight left. And um, But, uh, you know, back to your question, Michael. I mean, the, the – there's not many where they played the golf course and i was interested to see the golf course because i know the holes that put stress on tiger but where they where they played the golf course there's very few holes that put any stress on them uh, you, you look at the third hole that's a hole that he, he had trouble with when we used to play and, and it, it they moved the tee up so far he hit it off the you know an iron off the tee the fourth hole is a big dog leg if you can carry the bunker, uh, you're basically hitting into a 125-yard uh, area, so there's no stress there. Uh, the the, the sixth holes, they're played an, an iron or a five-wood off the tee. There's no stress there. The seventh, seventh hole can, could give him a little bit of stress. Uh, hit it in the, in the left bunker the, the first day. Hit it in the lake, which is 60 yards right of the fairway the second day. The eighth hole uh, was a hole that gave him stress too. And, and on the first day, hit it up against the fence over there to the left. Uh, for a chip out, and then and he he sent it straight right on the second day. It was okay the next two, uh, carrying the bunker for a you know a wider fairway. Nine was a three wood. Tens a ten was a a, a five wood. Twelve was an, an an iron off the tee. Thirteen the tee's up so far you're hitting a 150 yard wide fairway you couldn't miss. Uh, Fourteen they they moved the tee way up so in the in the out of bounds right jogs back. So his drive yesterday. From the from the normal back tees would have been out of bounds, but he carries the the part where it widens out. Um, you know the the fourteen is is an iron or a, you know a three wood, and they tried to drive the green, but you get you don't have much stress there because you you can hit it past where the out of bounds is. Seventeen uh, is a huge dog leg. If you carry the the dog leg, you got a, a hundred fifty wide yard fairway, and you got the same thing on on eighteen. So my point is. You know, he he didn't he he drove it well, but there's not many holes where he really really had a, a lot of stress on him. But but here's the other thing. I mean, and and, and I just I, I just said it myself. He he drove it well. How can you 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 just can't use you know the f- two phrases? I drove it well, or I hit it good, and I took four penalty strokes. You can't use those two sentences in the same paragraph. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. I mean, I don't care how good you hit it. You took, you hit it out of bounds. You hit it in the water, and you hit it up against a fence. Which, to me, if you're chipping out sideways, it's the equivalent of a penalty shot. Mm-hmm. So it's four penalty shots off of the tee, and 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 yet, you know, everybody says how how good he drove it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't. Uh, that's four shots. You can't win golf tournaments taking four penalty strokes. So I think it was it was it, the swing looked a lot better. A lot better, no doubt about it. Uh, but but you know I'm 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 not you know I'm I'm holding back my you know uh, uh, opinion on whether you know these driver issues are fixed and, until you know he gets on uh, some kind of course that's you know that tests him a little more than that one did because there wasn't there was just a couple holes that were really any any kind of stress to a driver there. How long did? How long do you think he's had the issue with the driver? I mean, he had it. He had it as, as long as as long as I've been around. I mean, that that started in 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 two thousand four. I mean, I saw it immediately. I mean, because I I just saw him on the drive range and it was just so good. He never missed a shot. And then you know he, he would have you know he'd have some issues on the golf course, uh, where you know most time he played around it. You know he would he would play that low stinger shot. He would play. Um, you know, a three wood off the tee at times when you, you know, you kind of wondered why he had three wood. Uh, but um, he kind of, kind of played around it. And then progressively it's gotten a little worse and he's kind of, and, and he kind of had lost 
his his go to shot. Uh, meaning, you know, he didn't he didn't have that stinger shot anymore to play. I was actually always trying to get him to hit that stinger even with the driver, but he could hit it with the three wood, and he hit it with the driver in practice, but couldn't didn't do it in the competition as well. But he, he it, this has been a this has been a while, and then last year, last five years or whatever, his go to shot was a a big huge slice, and that didn't work out so good. And uh, and then at this tournament, you know, there was which was encouraging um you know he never he never went to a you know a, to to some kind of a you know go-to shot or you know he didn't try to play the big slice or whatever but what he did was he just he just backed way down on the club but the way the golf course was set up that was kind of you know how the golf course was set up to play uh, the difference is when you get into these big tournaments and, and, and you're, you're hitting an iron and Rory McIlroy's hitting a driver. That, that's the difference. I mean, that, that's where the difference shows up. It wasn't, it wasn't evident at this course because they played, they played from the up tees. Mm. Just on that whole driver issue of Tiger's Hank, do you think equipment's played any part in that? Tiger was in sort of the crossover era, wasn't he, for the drivers, where they did get much longer and much lighter over a period of a couple of years than what he perhaps started playing the game with or what he saw, we saw him using in 97 when he won the Masters. Well, I mean, I, I think I think that's a good point. I think it, it, you'd have to at least, you know, look at that and think it had something to do with it. I mean, because, you know, when, when, when Tiger was a great driver, because I remember, I'm reminded of that all the time, uh, you know, when people will, will tell me about, you know, his, his, his driving, but, um, you know, when he was a great driver, he was using a, a, you know, 300 CC head and a, and a, 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 a 43 inch steel shaft. Mm. So that, that was, you know, a, a different, uh, definitely a different time. Um, so it's hard, it's, it's, it's hard not to think mm. that, that some of it has to do with the equipment, but, you know, um, you know, in today's game, I mean, the, the driver, you know, in, in, in some cases is kind of a specialty club. But, you know, the problem now is Rory McIlroy is the best player in the world. And he hits driver a lot, and he, he, he's fearless with it. And you just can't, you can't spot a great, great player all this yardage. I, I measured every tee shot from shot length that, that Tiger hit at the Honda Classic last year, and I measured every tee shot that Roy McIlroy hit. And 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 when you 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 know I'm talking about laying up on on certain certain holes and three wooden on certain holes and driver whatever whatever their club selection was, Tiger was at 284 yards on every tee shot on average for the tournament. Roy McIlroy was 314 yards. Wow. <laughs> you can't spot. You cannot spot Rory McIlroy uh, thirty yards a tee shot. I mean, it's just you know you're hitting a, a, a seven iron. He's hitting a wedge. You, you know he, he's hitting a, a seven iron. You're hitting a four iron. I mean, just it's just it's it's too big of a of a spot. I don't care how good you are, um, but you know, Tiger swing looked a lot better with the driver. Uh, at Alworth, at but like I said, I mean, it, it, it's a course that he's totally familiar with. He knows where to miss. I'm not trying to, you know, rain on the parade, but it's just, you know. Not, a, not it, much I of think, a gauge, is it, really, when you, when you nah, add it all up? It really so. isn't. Um, no, nah, it wasn't much of a gauge. Yeah, nah. In a lot of ways. Hank, it was always said, or it's often said of Tiger, particularly during that period before, you know, the fire hydrant and all that sort of stuff, that the the bulk of the golf tournaments he won, he didn't win with his clubs, but with his mind. What's your take on that? Because nah, clearly you can't nah, you can't just, play the game just mentally. But how do you see that? No, nah, when you when you that's just it's just all you know. A lot some of it is just you know some of the stuff people would say he won with his mind, he won with his intimidation, he won with his his putter. You know all these things everybody says. I mean it's just you know. But look at the statistics. What do the statistics say? When Mark Brody you know, came with a great statistical analysis now, and they, they, they measure, uh, you know, shots gained from tee to green. Tiger was so far superior yeah. to every player on tour. It was an absolute joke. Two shots around, I think, was it not? Uh, two, it, it two and a half? Two yeah, two and a half shots, shots around. around. Yeah, it's around. just ridiculous. Wow. It's ridiculous. It, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and it, so it disproved all those, all those theories. You know, when you're number one in greens and regulation – when you're your top ten in driving distance, uh, when when you're number one in scrambling, I mean, you know, 
what does that have to do with with intimidation or the mind? Of course, it's intimidating. The guy, you know, he's playing a par sixty eight. Uh, he, he's hitting more greens than anybody else. Uh, he was, he was, you know, three of the six years I helped him, he was number one from 50 to 125 yards. So he's hitting his wedges close for birdies and he's number one in scrambling. Uh, you know, not to mention the guy didn't miss any, you know, he didn't miss putts either. So I, I, I don't know, you know, people thought, well, he's lost his edge or whatever. He was, he was 178th last year in, dry, in, in greens and regulation. He was 164th in driving accuracy. He was 179th in, 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 from 50 to 125 yards. He was, uh, you know, he was 100 in, in, in 64th in scrambling. I mean, I mean, who you, I mean, who are you going to beat with that? So. What part then does the mental game play, Hank? We we hear lots and lots about it in the modern age, you know, attitude and all those sorts of things. How important is all that then, or is it really just down to how well you hit the ball and chip and putt it? No, I mean, I, I think I think it, it it's it's really important. I think, and I think you know, you look at Jordan Spieth, and I mean, he obviously you know shows that uh, you know he's 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 a great mental game player, but you still have to be able to hit the shots. Um, and, and I I just I I think that you know if if Tiger hits the shots, I mean, he's got the experience and I just, I just, you know, can't believe that, that all of a sudden he's forgot how to win and how to, I, I just, I just don't put as much stock in all that as, as, as people, you know, tend, tend to, I mean, I, I look at it and I can, I can give you a, a statistical reason why every player is, is, is better or worse or, or whatever, you know, um, you know, it, it's just, you know, my opinion, it's like, it's like earlier this year, people were saying, you know, Jordan Spieth, oh, he can't finish. He can't finish. I mean, my goodness, he's a, the guy is so, he's not scared of any moment at all. He's a phenomenal mental, mental game player. He was 152nd last year in, in, uh, in greens and regulation. He was 160 something in, in driving accuracy. He was 89th in driving distance. I mean, it it, it it it's not that he he can't handle the moment. He's got he's he's got to improve on those statistics. When he's hit the ball well at the at at, at the uh, Australian Open, when he's hit the ball well, like he did at Alworth. I mean, he's just dominant. Mm. I mean, it, it's a, so I, I don't think all of a sudden he learned how to be a great mental player. All of a sudden, he already had that. He just it it, it he's, he had to strike it so it's important i mean there's no doubt about it i mean attitude is is hugely important and in, in, in somebody's you know uh game but you still have to hit the shots, hit the shots. that was uh, some show that speed put on the last round of the australian open wasn't it clates we were there and that was no easy golf course that he tamed with a 63 that day well, it's, a, it's a hard course it's the hardest course in australia to play a championship on and it's it was a hard day it was windy and it was a i mean no one saw Nathan Holman, a young kid who played well last week in Indonesia, shot 67 the last day, which was a believable score and a really, you know, a tremendous round. But 63 was one of those rare days when no one could see that score. That was a Greg Norman 63 at Turnby kind of crazy score. No one ever saw that coming. I think it was McElroy, didn't he tweet, Shaq, give me 100 goes at the Australian today, I wouldn't sniff 63. Which yeah. is pretty high praise. Yeah, that says it all for uh, for that. Now on on Tiger, we finished with Tiger. Shaq, you got any more Tiger? Clates, you got any more Tiger? Uh, no, I think we just have to wait and watch. I mean, the, the, always the most fascinating thing about Tiger was watching what happened. I mean, for, from when he started out, it was you know, just kid going to get his tour card in eight tournaments. Should he won two of them? So you know, it, it's been an amazing viewing and observation for fifteen years now or more. So. Well, twenty now, nearly. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. So, the, the, you know, the, I think the next chapter will be just as interesting as the ones that have come before it. Really, he's a he's a compelling character. There might be something intangible there. I'm not sure, but he, he's just a compelling character, isn't he? Um, just to watch, uh, which is the, uh, well. One thing before we do leave him, I, Hank got me thinking as he was discussing Isleworth and how well he knows the course, uh, Tiger and. Uh, how familiar he is and comfortable. Uh, I, to me, one of the more interesting things coming up is when he's going to add a tournament on the West Coast swing because if he doesn't, he'll only play four times going into the Masters. And 
I'm I'm fascinated by that just because I think he's become, and I'm curious what you think, Hank. Just such a creature of habit, such a horse for a course that it he really has shown he just does not like going somewhere that he doesn't know unless they're paying a lot of money. Um, and I'm 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 struggling to see him adding the one the event I think he should add, which is the. Uh, the Humana and, and, and the uh, the desert because it's a nice easy week, but he doesn't know any of those courses or feel comfortable. Um, uh, uh, but I'm no curious. Chance he's playing there. Yeah. No chance. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's, he, it's... he he wants he he play he treats you bring up a good point. I mean, he treats regular tour events like he shows up on, for the Wednesday you know uh, pro am. Right. That's his practice round. So yeah. they've got four you know how many will they play three or four courses? I mean, yeah, three and, courses. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to do that. And Phoenix is just an overwhelming scene. You know, that would be the one you'd think, but uh, that just seems like a chaotic thing that he really doesn't have an interest in, especially if his game is struggling. And uh, and then the other one's Riviera, which would leave him playing three weeks in a row. And uh, he doesn't show he's very comfortable there. But but how much do you think that's an issue for him, that he's he's become sort of uh, almost an addict with, with where he plays because it's it's a place he he knows and loves? Well, but doesn't every player do that? I mean, every player plays at the courses that they think they can do the best on, that they're, you know, familiar with, that they, they uh, you know, like to play, they like the conditions, they like the way the course sets up for them and looks for them. I mean, I could see him playing yeah. at Phoenix. You know, Phoenix, he's played before, he's he's, he's had good success there. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, if I, if I, you know, had some pitching issues, I'd want to show up at Pebble Beach. Um, you know, with the way those lies can get around there, um, but uh, yeah, you know, I think Phoenix could 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 make make good sense, and um, you know, if he if he does add a at a tournament, but I, I think everybody you know plays at the courses that they like the best, and I don't, yeah. I don't think that's not unusual. Mm. Okay, because he had that ace at Phoenix too, which would have given him a. Uh a uh, pretty good feeling yeah. as uh, as well. I know you get hammered constantly about. Oh, we've lost we lost Clates. Where's Clates? I'm back. Oh, he's yeah. back. There you go. He's Sorry. back. Uh, good dear. I know you get hammered constantly about uh, Tiger Hank, so we'll give you a break from that. Because yeah, I don't, I don't mind. You know, I mean, it's it's it, it was an incredible part of my career. Six years. I mean, I enjoy. I'm fast. I'm fascinated, just like everybody else is. Some people say, you know, I'll talk about it too much, but I'm always a- answering questions. And, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, I, I have a much more informed opinion than most people do. And I, I you know, and, and I cheer for Tiger. I mean, I want to see him do good. I want to see him, you know, get after Jack Nicholas's record. I mean, I'll, I will have always been a, a you know, a, a small part of, of, you know, whatever he does. He won six majors while I was with him. So I, I, I love watching him. I, I'm intrigued by it. I want to see him do good. It's it just, it, it all, the whole thing fascinates me. Uh, you know, to to no end, um, and I don't mind. T- I don't mind talking about it, you know. But you know, I re- sometimes when I say something, you know, people are like, oh, Hank, he's picking on you know Tiger. But I mean, I just try to give an honest opinion. Yeah, picking on Tiger. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Picking on Tiger. Sorry, check. Well, and we we have picked on him, but the positive of the week, I think, is that he's shown signs that he's actually listening to some of his critics who probably were correct about his body. And uh, his workout yeah. approach and his yeah. swing. So I think, in yeah. that sense, for somebody like him, Hank, uh, who has shown a, a, a bit of stubbornness about that kind of uh, constructive criticism, that's right. a huge thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I said I said he was too big, and 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 uh, the tiger, you know, apologist criticized me for saying that, and he shows up uh, thinner. Uh, I, I said he wasn't practicing. And 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 uh, he got on his press conference and said I didn't really work at it last year, uh, you know, mm. because because I couldn't. Okay, which yeah. I, I didn't, you know, whatever the reason is, I've just said when he's playing like that, when he's putting like that, he's not practicing, and and that was exactly what I said. You know, mm. I mean, I, I I tried, you know, uh, not to be too critical of his swing while he was working with with Sean Foley, but clearly that was a disaster, uh, and 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 now we've seen it, you know, after whatever. What, what you, well, how long has he been working on this? Two weeks, uh, three weeks, a, a month, or whatever? And already, you know, everybody, there's not one person that hasn't said they don't think it looks better. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah, I think I think there are some some positive. And you know, he, he was he was healthy. He's 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 taken a rip at it. 
but you know now when when you know when it's all <laughs> you got to temper your enthusiasm a little bit though yeah he played he played on his on his home course like there's not a yeah. golf course in the there's not a golf course in the world that he has a bigger advantage on and he lost by 26 shots yeah, yeah. It's a reality check. Although I will say, to me, it looked, I didn't get to watch the whole tournament, but he certainly appeared for the most part, uh, Shaq, get your take on this, to actually be somewhat happy this week, which we haven't seen for a while. Like, he wasn't yeah. in the bad mood that he seems to have been in for the last five years. That's how it seemed to me. Is that fair? Assessment? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, in the past, he would have, uh, that photographer uh, on the first tee that took those shots, he would have absolutely let him have it as he walked by, and he didn't. Now, he may, that may have, uh, he may not have done that because there, he saw the red light was on the, <laughs> the uh, actual video camera or the photographer may have been from India and he because he was just <laughs> wonderfully tolerant of those uh, all those rally killers in his press conference. I mean, he loves the rally killers for for the reason that they, they kill rallies. That's right, yes. That's right. Um, he enjoys those and he, of course, loves those kinds of questions <laughs> about the brand and hero and all that nonsense. But uh, he looked, to me, he looked younger. He looked mm. refreshed. He looked, uh, you know, tan, rested, and ready. He had color. He had... A vibrancy in his face. He didn't have the bags under his eyes. I mean, he definitely looked like somebody who had in, taken a break, gotten refreshed. And to me, that's because uh, uh, that was what was a standout to me at Valhalla. He just he looked mm. he looked Whoa. so old. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? Did, what's your take on that, Hank? I mean, w when I think about Tiger, you know, in those prime years when he won those six majors with you, and uh, you know, earlier in his career, at his best when he played golf, he wasn't always particularly happy. You know, in the press conferences or whatever, but on the golf course, he was like a child almost. Is that unbroken? Yeah, but I mean, he, 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 was, he was winning. He won forty-five percent of his tournaments. He was he won forty-five percent of his tournaments. During the time I helped him, he was top ten eighty-five percent of the time. <laughs> that must have been I mean, amazing. How, how bad? How bad a mood can yeah, you be I in? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's not like he's fighting to make the cut, and and I. You know he he's he's back there. He's at you know Joe Lewis's course uh, with a brand new sponsor, playing the first time in four months. Uh, so I mean I wouldn't have expected him to. You know it's benefiting his foundation. I wouldn't have expected him to get too fired up on the first tee at a photographer. But you know I mean let let's you know let him not win for a few months and see see how the the attitude is i mean that's just but no, that's not a knock i mean that's just that's just human nature i mean he's used to winning he's not used to finishing last and you know the 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 rust excuse will will work and it's you know it sounds good especially if you say it fast um <laughs> but 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 the the thing is 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 the 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 reality of it is is you look at his track record of coming back from layoffs and uh you know look at his look at what he did when he came back off of his knee surgery uh you know in in, in 2008 and 2009 he won seven times he was top 10 17 out of 19 tournaments uh when when he he came back from the the even from the scandal you know all the months off from the scandal he showed up at augusta and he finished third so you know he used to come every year uh off of a layoff to, to san diego and, and and won there six times in a row at tory pines so so i you know this this rust thing i just you know it's just it's hard for me to buy that mm. And, of course, yeah. you've seen it from the inside, which not the rest of us. So I'm fascinated by your take on these. I've never thought about any of this stuff in the way that you sort of put it, and it's uh, it's interesting to hear. What an excellent job we did of finishing up talking about Tiger. That was only an extra 10 <laughs> okay, minutes or so. Okay, well. <laughs> we managed so to, how was your trip to the sand, Bill? Yeah, that's exactly Hank? right. You were here Mine? recently, Hank. Yes, you were here in Australia oh, not that long God, ago. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was unbelievable. I love I love coming to Australia. I love you know, the, the, I have so much admiration for the Australian uh, PGA. I think they do the, the, the most incredible job. Uh, they've got just great teachers. When I look at how many great players have come out of Australia, how many players are on the, the tour, and look at all the wins they had last year. I mean, it's just for a country that size, it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm very, you know, uh, you know, my, what I like in golf courses, you know, I just love the golf courses, you know, that are in the sand belt. So, I mean, it's just, it, yeah, everything about it is, is fun for me. I mean, I played at, uh, you know, Royal Melbourne. That was incredible. Uh, the greens are definitely, they don't, you don't, I asked the pro there, I said, what are you doing? What are these uh, divot repair tools for? Because <laughs> they don't need them at, at that course. But um, <laughs> those greens are a little firm. Um, and then Kingston Heath and, and, uh, 
you know, I, and, and, and then, you know, years ago, my last time before this back, I played at New South Wales and, and you know, I played one of the best rounds of my life. Of course, I, I feel like I didn't really play the course because the wind wasn't blowing at all. But but anyway, I still count it. So uh, I, I love it over there. What differences do you see? But we'll start with the courses themselves, obviously, between what you encounter predominantly in America and what we have here in Australia, what you've seen here in Australia, and then perhaps a little bit about the golf culture of the two places, which seems to me there's there's some pretty big differences between here, the UK, and America, the three big golf sort of centres. What's your take on those things, the courses and the culture, Hank? Well, I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, Although the golf courses are in, you know, I think really, really, you know, good condition. It's, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, in the United States, I mean, we, 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 you know, we always just look at Augusta. Okay, everything's got to look like Augusta, or it's not, you know, how it's supposed to be. And I just, I think it's much different. Um, and the greens, obviously, being much firmer. You know, I mean, we're used to, well, you know, just the ball hitting and stopping, and that's how it is typically in the United States. Uh, you know, the, the, the culture, you know, people walk and they play faster and, and, and all that is, 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 is refreshing. And it just, you know, I, I think, I think it's, it's just great. You know, I, I love the golf over there. I love everything about it. And from the design of the courses to the way that they play to the, uh, you know, the, the way the history of the game is, is carried out and the, the, you know, I just, everything about it is great to me. We're pretty lucky down here, Clates, aren't we, to have the golf history that we do. I mean, I suppose we punch above our weight, quote-unquote, in some ways, although golf's a bigger sport here than, you know, sort of numerically than perhaps we give it credit for sometimes. But uh, we are lucky. You, know, you could see Jordan Spieth was genuinely happy to have his name on that Stonehaven Cup, wasn't he, two weeks ago? That The Australian Open still means something even to overseas players, and, and Australia has a place in world golf, doesn't it, Clates? And you must find that when you travel too, being Australian. Clates? Oh, we've lost. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you are there. Sorry, mate. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've always had good tournaments down here. The one difference between Australian tournaments and the rest of the world is that we play our best courses generally. I mean, not so much this week at the PGA because you know they're, they're at the Gold Coast because it makes financial sense. But we've um, we've generally played our best courses in our tournaments, which has always been a. That's why people come down and say, "Well, Australia's got great courses." Pros who come down here, but. Uh, they don't go to places like the Belfry or Celtic Manor or Valderrama or, you know, courses that are far from the best courses in Europe or, and they don't play Shinnecock or the National Golf Links or Cypress Point on the US tour. But here we play Royal Melbourne and Kingston Heath and the Lakes and New South Wales and the Australian and, you know, we tend to play our better courses like Karen up in Perth. That's true. I hadn't sort of thought about that. But that's, that is true, isn't it? There's probably less of those. Yeah, that's a good point. Sort of, uh, yeah, so what the world sees of Australian golf tends to be uh, the best we have to offer. Hank, I wanted to get some of your thoughts, obviously called State of the Game, the podcast. What's your take broadly on the state of golf sort of worldwide? What's, what's your take on the modern game? A lot of people um, worry about the ball going too far and yeah, equipment changes well. and people hitting hybrids. And What's your take on some, of, some, or some or all of that sort of stuff? Well, I mean, you know, some of that stuff is just, it is what it is. I mean, the game has changed. It's much different. The ball going so far and everything else. I mean, that cat's pretty much out of the bag. I mean, there's nothing, you know, it's, it's a little too late for that now. Um, it, it sure would have been nice if they did something way back when, when everybody didn't need to, you know, extend all these golf courses and, you know, and, and, and would have been more manageable, but it, it is different. You know, I mean, the game, it's a power game now. It's totally, it's changed. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, distance is by far the most important aspect in the game of golf. And it's gotten even, even more so in the, in the last few years. And, uh, it, it's a different, it's, it, you know, the, the scores are shooting, the courses are so much harder. They're longer. You know, just cause you make the ball go 10% longer. If you make the course 10% longer too, you, you made, you, you know, you made the game harder because the farther that ball travels, the more chance it has to get offline. Mm. Uh, but, but on top of that, the green speed is so much faster than it used to be. The greens, uh, you know, the pin placements, especially on the tours are so much more difficult. Uh, when I first started coaching, it was, you know, the pin was eight, nine steps from the edge. Now, you know, they'll have six pins that are three from the edge. So essentially they've made the greens smaller 
uh, which which makes the, you know that and the speed of the greens makes the putting harder, makes the chipping harder, makes it hard to get your irons close. Uh, if you go for the pin, you're more apt to miss on the short side. So, so at the at the end of the day, with the equipment being better and the uh, you know ball going farther and da 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 all this stuff. Uh, the scores that they shoot still are basically the same scores. So the game is different, whether it's you know better or worse. It just it just it is what it is. It's different. I think it's it's still a, just a, a, f- a phenomenal game, um, and you know uh, you know most of the the the, the problems with the game, uh, you know, are, are are pretty much unsolvable. You know, at this point, I mean, really, I mean, uh, you know. Even if they made the ball go shorter, you still got all these courses now that are long and lengthened, and nobody's building new courses. Not, not certainly not in the United States. They're not. Um, so I don't know, you know, what real good that's going to do. Um, and 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 you know, you you look at the 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 speed of the game, and you know that's an issue that could be addressed. But until the, the PGA and the LPGA and the USGA, until they set a better example that's never going to change i mean when they're out playing at the speed they're playing how can they expect the average player to do anything different so that's not going to change um and, and you know i mean when i look at these things that are wrong you know if golf was invented today clearly if golf was invented today clearly it would not be 18 holes i mean clearly it would be you know it'd probably be 12 holes where you'd have a third less land a third less water mm-hmm. a third less maintenance uh, a third less time but it's an 18-hole game, and that's mm. the way it's been. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I love the game of golf. And, uh, you know, just because we've lost a few participants in the United States, I don't think it means that, you know, uh, golf's going away. Uh, but it is just such a hard game. It's, it's, the, it's the detriment of the game, and it's, 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 it's the, you know, allure of the game, the too, because it's, it's just, yeah, it is. So, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, I, I love it either way. I think, wasn't it the first line in Tiger's book all those years ago after he won the Masters and he brought out the book and the first line was, you know, the appeal of the game is it's so hard. If we all shot 59 the first time we played, we'd chuck the clubs away and go find another game that was challenging. Yeah, uh, and it, uh, there you go. It doesn't have that. Billy Payne, when he was here for the Asia Pacific Amateur Championship, Hank upset Clates a little bit when he suggested that the players hit it further these days because they're so much more athletic than in the past. Well, they are. I mean, they are. I mean, the, the average height individual is, is, is taller. Uh, you know, the players are bigger, stronger, faster than they've, than they've, they've ever been. Um, you know, you, 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 that's undeniable. I mean, the population has gotten uh, taller. Uh, and when, when you get, if you just grow everybody a, an inch, uh, you extend their arc and you give them more of an opportunity to uh, create clubhead speed. So, that, you know, that, that part's undeniable. I mean, you look at, you know, it's the same thing in every sport. Uh, but, you know, is that is that all the reason? Uh, you know, clearly not. Clearly the, the balls and the clubs have, have something to do with it too, Um you know, you, you can't just blame it all on that, but but there's no doubt that that's some of it for sure. Mm. Yeah. And there, I don't know if there's any question you're right, that players certainly work harder on their bodies than they used to 50 years ago and probably started 20 or 30 years ago uh, in a yeah. widespread way. At the professional level, Hank, and there's no doubt you're right, that it's a power game at that high competitive level, you know, the players we watch on television. Is it more entertaining golf than it used to be, less entertaining than it used to be or about the same mm. do you reckon i mean it's just different you know i mean it, it i don't i i think it's 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 still incredibly entertaining um especially when you get the the best players you know it's such a worldwide game now and there's so many great players all over the world that the one thing that you do see is you know the, the best players don't get together that often uh, but when they do, it's, 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 it's great. I mean, I, I think it, you know, it's everybody, you know, that played in the era where they could shape shots and the ball, you know, you, you curve the ball more and you, you, you know, you worked it more and all this stuff. Uh, and it was, you know, you know, hitting fairways was more important and, you know, they, they loved, you know, that part of the game, but, you know, I, I like the way the game is now too, with, uh, you know, bombing it out there and, it, it it does you know seem like like you know it's a prerequisite for being a great player though you've got to be able to you got to be able to send it and and you know in, in in some in some respects i think that's that's probably uh you know a, a little bit sad but having said that 
isn't that the same thing in every sport? I mean, the, the, when, when, you know, I, I always use the example when you're, you know, you're playing any sport. If you're big, there's a spot for you. If you're, if you're short, you better be quick. And if you're big and fast, you're a superstar. Mm-hmm. And it's just the same thing in every single sport. It's, 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 it's no different. Uh, but, you know, at, at other levels of the game, you know, you don't, have to, you don't have to hit the ball. You don't have to be the longest hitter to uh, win a junior golf tournament. You don't have to be the longest hitter to, to you know, play golf in college. You don't have to be the, the longest hitter to, to be a, 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 a low handicap player. But I mean, if you're going to be the number one player in the world, I, I think you you've got to you got to be able to hit a long way, and it, 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 it's that's just that's just the way it is now. If you look through history, though, it's always been that way. You know, you look at Nicholas, you look at Greg Norman, you look at at uh, Tiger Woods, and now Roy McIlroy, and they all use the same formula. They 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 number one their their ability to get the ball up in the air to hit high shots and to reduce the par of the golf course from a basically a seventy two to a sixty eight. What do you reckon, Clates? Do you agree with some, all, or none of that that Hank's outlined there? Well, our pals all. I mean, Sam Snead was the longest hitter of his time, and he you know, he dominated. He and Hogan dominated. So, so there's no doubt, power has always been the most important thing. I mean, I think you know, if you clearly, if you gave McElroy Nicholas's equipment and Nicholas McElroy's equipment, then Nicholas would be driving the ball where McElroy was. You know, I don't think McElroy, you know, is that much better athlete than Jack Nicholas, but they can certainly push heavy iron bars above their head better than. Nicholas or Steen probably could. Are but, there, sorry, are, are there issues with that, Hank? Shaq mentioned this a couple of months ago on his site. We seem to have a lot of golfers more injured these days than perhaps we used to see. And the workout regimens and the weightlifting, the photo that Clates is referring to there, um, you know, is there a problem with that? Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't see the the you know the the great benefit to that. That's just my opinion. Now. You know, Roy McIlroy, you know, could be proving me wrong. I mean, he definitely has gained some yardage, um, but he's the only one that I can really point to when I look at at people that, you know, get in the weight room and pump all these weights. You know, to me, they get more more susceptible to injuries. You know, I, they, you know, who knows where Tiger's injuries came from, but if you lift the amount of weight that he's been lifting. And you, the only way you can get as big as he got was to lift that weight. And you and you never got injured lifting weights. You'd be the first person that ever lifted that amount of weight and never got injured. Mm. I mean, when you lift that kind of weight, you you, you know you're you're more you're going to get hurt somewhere. Uh, so I I don't I don't know about that part. I always thought you know that flexibility and everything. And you know it's interesting. Tiger's gotten. You know, a, a little bit. Uh, you know, he definitely doesn't look as big coming back off this last uh, last deal. So I, I, I don't know about the, you know what the weightlifting really does. I just think above anything else. I, and I, you know, I, I agree with Michael saying. I mean, you know, Nicholas was an incredible athlete. Um, but when I when I look at how just how much bigger the golfers are today, they're just taller. They're just you know, it just it's just it that that's as as much as anything and and. Uh, that I see, it just you know, it just gives you that a little that clubhead speed advantage. That's all, you know. I think I think that's the difference. McElroy might actually be the exception to the rule there, though. I think. I yeah. Suppose, right? He's was he five eight? Yeah, five, but he's nine, quick. He's, I mean, he's yeah. quick. <laughs> he's, he's quick. Seriously. I mean, he's built. so fast. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. And a great, yeah. great golf mod. Hank, it's been fabulous to talk to you. We've taken more of your time than we meant to. Just on one last thing, how's the radio show going? How did you get roped into that, and how are you enjoying it? Oh, I love it. I mean, I you know I. I, I'm retired from from uh, you know teaching. I mean, I still I do clinics. I mean, I did clinics last year for fifteen thousand people. So I'm teaching probably more than I've ever done. You know, between that and the radio show. But I don't I don't you know teach you know individual lessons anymore. I don't teach any touring pros. I'm done. That part of my career is over. And I just I, I've enjoyed. You know, I've enjoyed and I'm enjoying just reaching a bigger audience, uh, helping the average player play golf. I mean, I'm on Twitter all the time, sending out, you know, thousands of tweets. Just people send me pictures of their swing and I give them comments and I give them tips. And, you know, golf's been incredibly good to me. And, uh, you know, in, in a small way, like it feels like I'm, you know, giving, giving back a little to golf by doing these things. I love doing the radio show. And, I, I you know, I, I love doing things like, like being on with you guys because I've, you know, I, I just, uh, 
I, I like to give my opinion. I feel like, you know, I, I, I've re- done some research and, uh, you know, I, I, it's one thing, everybody's got an opinion, but when you, you know, if you, if you have it based on some facts, I think, I think it, it carries a little more weight and, and I, I just enjoy it. I, I, and I love talking about golf. I just, I just, I love the game and, um, you know, it's, 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 it's been great. So the radio show is just, it's fantastic. I love it. You know, I get people call in and they, you know, they ask me about their slice and then the, I answer their question on how to fix their slice. And the next guy calls in and asks me about his slice. Cause everybody's convinced their slice is <laughs> different, different than the other guy's other slice. So. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's all good. I, I like, I like doing it all. Yeah. I can say having followed your Twitter previously, I can't believe how you do that on Twitter. You're incredible how you sum up in 140 characters, complex golf swing thoughts it's uh, it's quite remarkable so yeah. a hell of a skill you got there hank your passion for the game is both obvious and infectious and your knowledge and insights are fascinating and interesting it's been great to chat to you today thanks for taking some time it's my pleasure thanks for thanks for having me on you guys i, I really appreciate it Michael no, thanks hank. jeff take care you guys yeah, yeah right. thanks for doing us thanks man Anytime. Okay, guys. Thank you. And, of course, to uh, Shaq there in the U.S. Shaq, it was uh, terrific to have you on. Great to just sit back and listen to Hank. That was fabulous. Really enjoyed it. Yep. Agreed. Thank you. Not at all. And uh, to Clates down there in Melbourne, and uh, glad you had a little trip to Bamboo Jones and the rest of us didn't. So congratulations on that. Good to get uh, get your insights today, too. It was terrific. Yep. Thanks, Rod. And that wraps it up for State of the Game, episode 50, can you believe it? Episode 50. Uh, that's probably it for this year, I suspect. We might, uh, we may sneak in one more show, but I doubt it. Probably be back next year to do it all again on State of the Game. State of the Game is a talk and golf production. Theme music, Writer's Retreat, provided by Lloyd Cole. Visit www.lloydcole.com for more information. For more golf podcasts, log on to www.talkandgolf.com.